Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Pony's back, back, back. Tell a friend. Hey, nice of you to show up, man. Yep, I Rip Van Winkled my way through the last one, which was no big deal because it was probably only the best NFL weekend of the season. So yeah. I yeah. didn't miss much. No, you didn't. Uh, you're looking good. You're very festive. Is this for us or were you at a Christmas party earlier? What's going on here? It was for everything. All day. I had TV all day. So why change? Yeah, why change? No, you're looking you're looking yeah. good. Uh, you guys know how it works. First in pod, he's Andrew Filipponi. I'm Danny Parkins coming to you after Jaguars and Jets. A, um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars keeping their playoff hopes and this good play that they've had, you know, the last third of the season alive is definitely like the positive storyline here but holy shit is Zach Wilson bad like like he's bad and his team openly hates him and he just like gifted them all those scooters or whatever the hell it was like he's he's clearly trying and that made its way on Instagram but it was he didn't look like an NFL player tonight, Pony. He did not look like an NFL player who deserved to be on the field. It was it was jarring, I thought. Yeah, I think it's over for him there. Um, I nine, think that nine, of the, eight, 9 of 18, 92 yards and a pick. Yeah, I think you know as that game was happening, what I ended up doing was thinking about the Jets quarterback options for next year because they're not going to make the playoffs now. They're going to look at the way things unraveled here and blame it on him. Uh, I don't think Mike White is going to do enough if he does come back in these last two games to make the Jets think a White-Wilson combination last year is their way to go. They don't want to waste their defense. They don't want to waste their young skill position players. So what I think will happen is take your pick from the following list. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jacoby Brissett, Taylor Heineke. We'll see what happens with Daniel Jones and Geno Smith uh, as potential free agents. Geno's going going back to Seattle. Okay, well, we'll see. They're seven and seven right now. I would agree with you. Uh, But then the wild card, and you've said you don't think this will happen because of the weather there, but Tom Brady, 
would be the other one. Given what they have as a team where you could build around and go to a turnkey defense and offensive skill position player. So they will they will not be in position to draft a guy. I don't think they'll want to because of the um, mystery of whether or not that guy is going to be good or not. And they're going to want to win next year with everything else they've got on the roster. So, yeah, so I would say if I'm setting odds, Jacoby Brissett or, or Jimmy Garoppolo will be their starting quarterback week one next year. Okay, and then is Zach Wilson on the Jets or traded for like a fourth-round pick? I think he's on the Jets. So you think that they bring in competition – and he loses the job because they'll, they'll if he if he's on the Jets. I mean, you gonna... know all about this. This is Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman, or Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky is basically what it is. Right, right. But they, but so, but but, they, but it's early. It's a year early. Okay. Uh, to... Well, they don't have they don't they don't have an alternative right now. No, I, I I'm with you. I I think they definitely bring in veteran quarterback X and hold the competition, and that quarterback will feel very good about their ability to beat out Zach Wilson, but that was, that was like jarringly bad. I, I started feeling a little sympathy for the kid. Just, I did not just booed every incomplete pass. Dude, there was, dude, don't have I mean, sex with your mom's friends and get better at playing quarterback. How about that? Okay. Advice? Sure. But like they I'm just pulling it up here. Cause they've got some, they've got some, the, the guy who came in after him, Strievler or whatever, had a bunch of rushing yards that Chris that Strevler. In, Strevler that inflated the stats. But outside of him, they had 13, 14, 20. outside of Strevler, they had 12 rushing yards. Yeah. Well, they get Brees Hall back next year. We'll see what kind of shape he's in. Yeah, but, and- yeah, but like th- this was supposed to be a low scoring defense running. The Jaguars are a. I mean, 20- the, the, the line made no sense that the Jets were favored. I hammered Jacksonville. Oh, good for and you. And I've also been on Jacksonville all year. And I would like to celebrate uh, the Jags coming back from two and six to make the playoffs. And I'd like to congratulate myself for picking them to win the division back in August. So, all right. Well, congratulations. I'll allow that uh, self-congratulation moment. Uh, no, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence. I'm glad it's working out. They are on a nice little roll. I still think they were crowned way too early by the national media, and I think they're going to finish with eight or nine wins. So I don't think anyone should go completely crazy over it. But clearly an organization going in the right direction and clearly a quarterback who's going to be a starter in the league for a decade plus. So, all right, let's get to the full slate. It's weird. It's a heavy Saturday slate and then a bad Christmas Day triple header um eagles and cowboys i'm going to amend your question slightly if that's okay okay. what ruins this game more no jalen hurts or the fact that the cowboys blew the game last week to jacksonville uh i think no jalen hurts no jalen no no jalen hurts because if the cowboys even if they had lost that game you'd have the storyline of what micah parsons said and Jalen Hurts going up against them. And the last game, the first matchup between these two teams got thrown out too because Cooper rushed through three interceptions. And that was really the only reason why the Cowboys lost that game. Uh, The Eagles offense was not good that day. Uh, Hurts was under, I think, 200 yards passing. They only ran the ball for like three and a half yards per carry. That was the night Cooper Rush remembered that he was Cooper Rush. So now we get Minshew, and Minshew's going to dedicate this game to Mike Leach, and he'll probably play well, but he won't give the running threat that Hurts will. And, you know, if the Cowboys lose, it's a no-lose, it's a no-win situation for the Cowboys. If they win, they get zero credit. If they lose, it's another sky is falling situation and it would be three in a row for them barely beating Houston blowing the game to Jacksonville and losing to a backup quarterback a team with very little to play for in Philadelphia right now they've pretty much got things locked up yeah I mean it's the answer is hurts but I do think the Dallas loss to Jacksonville 
is a huge part of it also because they're 10 and four. So if they were 11 and three and only two back in the loss column, and then they win this game and they win the home game, and then they're only one back. It keeps the pressure on the last two weeks. I get it. it. Yeah, it, it keeps the pressure on for Philly to beat New Orleans and the Giants, who they probably would. But it would it would bring the division and the one seed into question. Yep. Especially then compounded with the Hurts injury. Right? Like if Dallas wins and Hurts is out and Dallas is a big favorite in this spot, they, you know, depending on how long Hurts is out, they all of a sudden think, well, maybe New Orleans does us a solid against Gardner Minshew, and anything can happen. So I agree Hurts is the bigger loss for the buzz, especially like now, you know, it flipped right back after one week of him being the favorite. Now Mahomes is back to being the favorite, even though I think that's the correct favorite. We've talked about that for like a month on the show. But Dallas blowing that game in Jacksonville, I think also, even before the Hurts news, took a decent amount of buzz um, out of this game. Seahawks Chiefs I've got a bet in this game that I love but the Chiefs turnover problem recently do you look at this as a legitimate Achilles heel for that team well it's not just recently it's pretty much been all a year they've got nine straight games with at least one turnover um, I guess I was they, thinking more like the Mahomes three interception game like Mahomes being responsible for some of the turnovers a little bit more recent but yeah you're right you're right so, I mean, they don't have – they don't really – right now, Mahomes is on another level in terms of the passing yards and touchdowns and what he's done this year and elevating the play of wide receivers like Juju and stuff like that. But bringing something like this up, I think, makes me feel like as far as Kansas City teams have gone the last few years, this is not a great Kansas City team. No. No. No, right? no, no. I mean, they they, 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 they were like, Kel, I keep going back to this quote, but Kelsey was like very honest on his podcast with his brother about how like, this, when they were talking, when he was talking about, um, I think it was in the context of Odell Beckham when he restructured his contract to free up money because he like thought another move was coming because of it. He's like, this is like a transitional year. You know, they yeah. traded Tyree Kill for all of those draft picks. They haven't cashed in on all of those draft picks. Like, he was just, like, open about it. But because Mahomes is the best player in football and Reed is the best offensive coach and Kelsey's the first ballot Hall of Famer, and, frankly, because the division that we all crowned before the season has collapsed around them, because of underperformance by the Raiders and the Broncos and injury for the Chargers, you know, it's been pretty smooth sailing for them for the most part. And that's not to like dismiss all of it. Like having the best player in football is a big deal, but it was supposed to be a transitional year for them. And it just hasn't been, but it's, it's dude, they don't, they don't rush the passer. They don't really generate turnovers defensively. They didn't make a big defensive addition. Their special teams suck. Yeah. And and they, they're an inconsistent, you know, McKinnon and Pacheco have been better recently since they moved away from Clyde Edwards Alaire, you know, to give them some sort of element out of the backfield. But um, you know, McKinnon more in the passing game and Pacheco for some uh dynamic plays as just a running back, but yeah, it, I mean, of the Chiefs teams of the last five years, it's probably, what, the fourth or fifth best team? I mean, the team that, like, lost and got blown out in the Super Bowl, like, that exact team at that moment, because the offensive line was so bad, yep. might have been more vulnerable than this team. Uh, but leading up to it, they were clearly a better team. So, yeah, it's um, – but Mahomes can win because, because Allen can turn the ball over, too, and – it's not like the Bengals are with all. So before you give me your lot. bet for this game, yeah, let me ask you this question. Sure. So Mahomes' numbers and plus the fact that it's not this roster that it was in years past makes him the favorite to win the MVP right now. Okay? Yeah. What will the MVP odds look like if Kansas City wins but skates by, just gets by like they did against Houston the other week? And he puts up good numbers, but... It's not like a mind-boggling thing. Yeah. He's just consistent. They win, but it's not impressive. 
Sure. Let's say Cincinnati wins their next two in New England and they beat Buffalo next Monday night. Is Mahomes still ahead of Burrow for MVP? I think so. What? How? How close is he now? I think Burrow is third. Yeah, I. Th- I think so. I mean, Mahomes setting the single season passing record and elevating those guys as long as they win and stay ahead of Cincy in the win loss column. I think so. It's a it's a fair question. Are you thinking about putting a bet in on Burrow? Well, I'm just saying. I'm, let me. But just think about this for a second. If he beats now, Allen's not in the MVP conversation because the turnovers and his numbers have been way down. Yeah. But if the reason. Bengals beat both the Bills and the Chiefs, yeah. No, it's it. it what, what, but where will his? Let me. I can pull it up real quick. How he's far ba- behind- he's basically like he's basically Burrow statistically is like third in every category right now. I'm looking it up right now. So he's so he is fourth in yards, but like a solid 700 behind Mahomes. Um, he's got four fewer touchdowns. Burrow does. He's got one fewer interception. He's taken 14 more sacks. Okay, I don't think MVP voters look at that, but I'm just I'm just go, I'm just going through the numbers. Uh slightly lower passer rating, significantly lower QBR. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think Mahomes would still be the favorite, but I think it would be close. Um 48 and a half. Over. Oh, I thought you were going to say under. Really? Yeah. Oh, so this is not the bet of the show. You gave us Jacksonville money line last week. That's well, just high. because just because no Lockett and Geno Smith, and I just don't, I don't trust them right now offensively. I trust their defense is really bad. Yeah, I would agree with that. See, okay, so last week they played San Francisco. Yep, who might be the best defense in football, right? They're getting Walker back. Yep. So they should be able to run on the Chiefs. And before that, they gave up 30 to Carolina. If they gave up 30 to Carolina, what are they giving up to Mahomes? And they scored 24 in that game. They scored 27 the week before. They yeah. scored 34 the week before. No, I think I think Kansas City will score. I think the game's going to be a blowout. I'm not... I'm so far off the Seattle train right now. I think they're going to get him. I think they're going to get just boat raced in this game. I I understand, but I guess my thing it's is it's going to be freezing. I mean, I just don't. All right, this is a big over for me. This is this is this is a big bet for me. We don't have to make it our show bet. We're one and zero. I I didn't convince you, but I think that this I think that Seattle's offense is still pretty good. It just looked horrible against Carolina, and getting Walker back is big for them. And the Chiefs aren't stopping the run. And if they gave up 30 to Carolina two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I think that the Chiefs could score every possession. So I, I I think the Chiefs are well into the 30s. And I think Seattle will put up, you know, 20 something and send it over. But all right, fair enough. Didn't convince you. That was my that was my first effort at uh, convincing a show, but we'll find others. I got I got a couple I got a couple others that I that I have on the board. Uh Giants Vikings, the fraud bowl. This should be sponsored by like one of those fraud alert companies. <laughs> what? Uh, which team is the bigger fraud? I, I would. I, I think it's the Vikings, just because relative to expectations. Yep. You know, I think it's okay for the Giants to be an overachieving team. Like, I don't think like there's no there's no malice in saying that the Giants have been a lucky team this year, or that they've done better th- than what the experts or what we all kind of expected or predicted from them this year. With the Vikings, I think like there's like a real visceral disdain for how these things keep happening to them. You know, like there's, and I don't even really hear a lot of, I don't even hear a lot of like the former players turned analysts doing the like anti-nerd what's wrong with winning close games argument with them I don't even hear that which you used to hear all the time like you're going to really criticize a team that finds a way to win games you guys never played the game you don't get it 
Who cares if you're down 33 points? They win right. close games. I'm not even hearing those people do that. No, neither am I. And, it, and it's weird because, like, they they have a win in Miami and they have a win in Buffalo. Yeah, the win in Miami doesn't really count, though, because Tua didn't play. I know. I know. I'm just saying if you look at if you just look at the schedule, you know, like a win against the Jets, borderline in Washington. You know, like it's it's not like it's all cupcakes. Yeah, they didn't the they haven't played an easy schedule. They played an they played a middle of the road schedule. Maybe yeah, even the, harder than that because they played the AFC East. But the, but the two times we saw them play a team that we think can represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, they got the absolute shit kicked out of them. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I, I think I think that's a huge part of it also. It's like, it's the point differential and it's, okay, play an NFC contender, like a real one. Because we thought Green Bay was, and obviously they're not. But you you play, you play Philly, non-competitive the whole way. You play Dallas, non-competitive the whole way. So I, I think Minnesota is the bigger fraud, like you said, relative to expectations, even though their point differential is like plus two. And the Giants, who are eight, five, and one, is negative twenty-five. Um, but how about this? It's just as a small Giants aside. Shouldn't Brian Dable be the favorite for Coach of the Year? Everyone loved Philly. They have an amazing roster. They might have the best. Like they, they might honestly be the healthiest organization in the NFL. People would say the Chiefs. People would say the Patriots. But Philly might be the best organization in football. And that's not to take away from what Nick Sirianni has done, but it's like, you know, you're a poker player, you get dealt pocket aces. It's a little bit easier than winning with 10, six offsuit. I just, I feel like Brian Dable having a team that before the year we thought was a five win team, be an eight win team and a playoff team in a division that has been crazy competitive. If I had a coach of the year vote, more than McDaniel, more than Sirianni, I'd give it to Brian Dable. Yeah, I mean, they've got to finish the deal. I think right now, being I'm saying, I'm over, saying right now. Yeah, yeah if, they, if they lose out, it's different. I'm saying, I'm saying right now, today, it, it's hard for me to call them a fraud when I look at their roster and I think they suck. You know, the, the, the NFC is bad and it's randomness of the NFL and close games going their way and all of that. But I mean... Can I call a team a fraud that I think is overachieving with no talent? I I don't think that's fraudulent. I think that that's I think that that's just like the NFL. Whereas the Vikings have talent and are winning in a way that is not representative of a contender. I guess. Yeah. Dude, I I think I, I I'm right there with you. I, I I've said on this podcast before. I thought there were actually points in the year where you could have made the argument that among the coaches in his own division, Sirianni's coaching job was actually the least impressive of the other three coaches in the NFC East. Right. Yeah. McCarthy, Rivera and Dable. Yeah. So I would agree with you on that. I think, you know, Dallas has cooled off a little bit, so I wouldn't say McCarthy anymore. Washington lost the head to head game against the giants at home, which is probably going to, you know, change who among those two teams makes the playoffs. So, dude, I agree with you. I think Dable should win it, but he won't. Correct. Packers-Dolphins is the next game. This is, sadly, like the best Christmas Day game. Um, Rodgers says things are looking up. Are you buying the Packers as an NFC playoff team? I I bet them at 8-1. to one. I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to make it. I think they're wow. in. I think they're going to win their last three games. I think they're going to get in the playoffs at 9-8. and eight. Um, All right, so I it's think- at, at Miami, where they're a three-and-a-half-point underdog, home against the Minnesota fraudulent Vikings, home against the Detroit Lions, who Rodgers should be able to move the ball against at will. Yep, I think they win out. I think they make it. I think that's a great price. I think that among the teams that we're talking about to get in, if you look at the DVOA stat, which I know a lot of the geeks that watch this podcast and listen to it are well aware of that, yeah. I think in the last five games, they're the second-ranked offense in the entire league. So they've got all their weapons now. The young receivers, Watson, Dobbs is back. 
They cut Sammy Watkins because they didn't need him anymore. Uh, the running backs are playing better. Rodgers, even with the broken thumb, is looking better. Yeah, they haven't played good teams. That hasn't been. It hasn't like it isn't like they've done it against the class of the league, the Bears and the Rams. But they don't have to beat those teams to make the playoffs here in these three weeks. So, are we positive that nine and eight gets them in? I think it. I think so. Yeah. So I Detroit, feel great. I feel very good in saying that. Detroit is in front of them at seven and seven, and they have Carolina and the Bears the next two weeks. So if they take care of business there, they get to nine and seven. And then if Green Bay beats them in your scenario, they would have split their two games this year. And it would come down to what NFC record? No, it's division record. It's division record is the first tiebreaker. Yep. Packers swept the Bears. Yeah, so I'm I'm pulling it up right now. So Lions are three and one. Packers are two and two in the division. That would be a win for the Lions. So that'd be four and two. And for the Packers, it would be four and two. Um, and then it would go to conference record. Lions are five and four. Packers are five and five. Lions going two and one against Carolina and Chicago. Dude, this is a it's a lot. I think I think it could, I think it could come down to the third tiebreaker if the Lions go two and one but lose to Green Bay. I'm just saying. I think that yeah, no, you, eight, eight to one's not bad there. Eight to one's not bad, and like the Bears are due to win one of these stupid games, so they could easily beat Detroit, who won't be able to do anything. And Bears running. Who's game. to say the Giants? I know they got the Colts left, but who's to say they won't lose out and go eight, eight and one? That's not out of the question. The Seahawks are going to suffer their eighth loss against the Chiefs. So I'm just saying, I'm digging what they're doing right now. And I have slowly but surely come around to Danny Parkin's idea that the Dolphins are overrated. Oh, I, I mean, I'm definitely talking. betting Green Bay plus three and a half. I can tell you I that. I need to stop talking about the Dolphins as a legit team. So, Oh, okay. Well, so then hold on. Let's pause for a moment. Packers plus three and a half. I would just money line them in that game together. Our second money line dog. Yes. Why not? Okay. I'm available. Okay. That's so that's our bet. Yep. We're taking our our Jaguars because I actually bet Jaguars money line. So did I. Okay. Okay. So you're going to bet Packers money line. Yes, I am. I'm betting them to win to make the playoffs. I need them to win this game. Of course, I'm betting them money line. Okay. If it hits. We got to give 50% of our profit to Spencer as a Christmas bonus. I'm okay with that. Or 25%. I don't know how much you're betting these days, but I'll I'll be okay with that. All right, good. Bengals Patriots. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast would a patriots win make up for last week's debacle yes wow firm quick yes to your own yes i don't 
People want to say no because they're like, oh my God, that's the worst loss I've ever seen. But the answer is yes. Yes, it would. Because every single Patriots fan probably expected one and one in those two games. Here's the only thing I'll say though. Like that's that's true. But say they won. What would you like? Would would you be more likely to say, I'm impressed with New England and that win, and hey, they're really building something there? Or would you say, eh, any given Sunday, they play that game 10 times, New England loses eight of them? Like, I don't, I, I, I can't imagine the Patriots doing anything the rest of this season that would have me like, impressed with the overall direction of that franchise well overall direction of their franchise is tough because we just we just believe that their offense is screwed as long as they have these coordinators and mac jones yes there you know yes i do yes so like what would it what if it's going to be another like you know, Arctic blast day. If the Patriots hold Joe Burrow under 10 points and win the game, like, I don't know, 13 under 10 points, I'd be pretty impressed. I think I see it. Cause I think that's, cause I think that scenario could play out like the one where they win a shootout and Jones outplays Burrow. I just don't have that on my board of possibilities in this game. But the Bengals get caught looking ahead to the Patriots. Then I mean the Bills the next week. And Belichick has like his magnum opus defensively, and they win a game where the Bengals are like, "Let's get the f out of here. It's freezing. We don't feel like playing this game." I could one hundred percent see that happening. Yeah, I mean they they still got a shot at the one seed. They shouldn't be overlooking anybody. Um, their five game winning streak, or, their, or excuse me, their six game winning streak. 42 points, 37 points, 20, 27, 23, and 34. It it just strikes me as a game that that Belichick teams win. It just does. Like, everybody says he's an idiot. Everybody says it's the worst play of all time, that it's an example of, like, poor coaching, and it's a direct reflection on him. And he knows all of that. He, He knows that. He's aware of all that. I mean, I respect your optimism. I, 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 I'll take the. Why is the line the, so small then? Because suckers like us, like me, will bet this road favorite and bet the sucker line and lose. Right. That's, That's why I'm saying all this. The <laughs> Bengals, why- by the way, did not play well against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers lost that game. The Bengals did not win it. The Bucks just sucked. Yeah. So keep that in mind when handicapping this game. All right, Commanders, Niners. Okay, go through my hypothetical. I mean, you can take any of these that you want, my friend. No, I like when you set things up. I slept through the last show. I mean, you're clearly (laughs) the star. I'm the professional here. Yes. All right, Pony's hypothetical here is, if I told, because he he does the rundown for the Thursday show, I do it for the Sunday, if you want to pull back the curtain, and Spencer just drinks. Um. If I told you the Niners offense was going to score exactly 21 points in every of their remaining games, how far would that take them? Yes. Hmm. That's interesting. So they scored 21 last week against. So they're 10 and four right now. Is 21 points good enough to beat Washington on Saturday? Yes. All right. 11 and four. Is it good enough to beat the Raiders on the road the following week? I'll say yes. 12 and four. And then Arizona, 13 and four. Okay. So 13 and four would get them, what, the third seed in the NFC, let's say? I mean, it could be the two seed. Well, would you, well, just tell me what you think it would get them right now. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. I mean, that that Minnesota's going to lose one more, right? Yeah, because you got Minnesota losing to Green Bay. So it, it it would get them the two seed. Okay, do you think 21 points would be enough to beat, let's say... The Giants. The Giants. Yeah. 
Okay. Do you think 21 points would be enough for them to be Minnesota? You have Minnesota winning a playoff game? Uh, I just have them as the three seed, so I'm just carrying them over into the next round. Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you think 21 points would be enough for them to beat the Eagles? No. No. Okay, so NFC Championship. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's enough to beat I don't think it's enough to beat Dallas. I don't think it's enough to beat Philly. You don't think it's enough to beat Dallas? No. I don't know, man. Dallas, given their reputation and the way the 49ers defense is going right now, they have to go to San Francisco. I'm not convinced they score more than one touchdown against that defense. On the road? Yeah. I'm not convinced of it. That defense looks like the fucking 85 Bears right now, dude. It, it does look very good. That's why I'm giving you this hypothetical. I think 21 points might be good against everybody in the NFC, Philly included, if that's how many points they're spotting their defense. Man. The Eagles lost to fucking Washington at home. Well, I got, listen, I, got listen, I hope you're right. I've got... And we don't know about Hurts' shoulder. I mean, 21 points might be good, dude. If they get spotted 21 points, they might win the Super Bowl. They could, you know, Kansas City's the one team that's really done a number on them, and they don't, they haven't looked as good. Well, you wouldn't game. pick if, if, if I said right now, Niners, Bengals, Niners, Bills, Niners, Chiefs, but the Niners are capped at 21 points. Yeah, I mean, I I picked the like I probably picked the AFC team. Yeah, but uh, but I, I I would not say that about the Eagles right now or the Cowboys. I can't because of Hurts injury, and I can't with Dallas just because I would expect them in San Francisco to just melt like a fucking popsicle in that game. Dallas's offense has looked pretty, pretty good, man. The, I'm just pulling it up. The last time they scored fewer than 21 points was week six against Philly. Well, then you should bet the house on Dallas against Philadelphia this week if that's how you feel. If you're sold on their offense, then you should be convinced that they'll do that to Philly and that Gardner is not going to be able to keep up with them. Well, they they scored 17 against Philly. Yeah, but that was with Cooper Rush at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dude, I mean, Dallas's offense looks pretty fucking good. Uh, I, I will repeat myself in case you didn't hear me. Have you seen San Francisco's defense lately? I have. I have. I have. Okay. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I was debating. I, I haven't made a pick or a bet on Dallas Philly, but I have to have action on that game, obviously. So maybe you're convincing me to bet the. Get to the next question because I can't wait to hear your answer. Because I know that you're going to give me the answer that I want to hear on this one. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Yes, no, you I'm are. Not. Yes, you are. Bills, Bears, from this date forward, who would you rather have, Justin Fields or Josh Allen? Yep. Yeah, the on. answer is Josh Allen. No, it's not for you. Be real with me. You have not. You would not say that on the air in Chicago. Yes, I would. This, no, you would not. We did it before the Eagles game. We said if you were if you were building your team around a uh, a quarterback, you were starting your franchise, age, baggage, talent, uh, contract, everything included. Where would Fields rank? And I said Mahomes was one, Allen was two, Burrow was three. Herbert was four, and the but debate Fields is younger and and cheaper. and cheaper, and doesn't have this elbow thing that still hasn't been corrected. Yeah, well, yeah, and doesn't have the help. Doesn't have Gabe Davis. Doesn't. That's have what I'm talking Davis. about. So why aren't you saying Fields right now? Be, be, because because until you see it, Josh, Josh Allen has multiple 4,500 yard passing seasons with 30 plus touchdowns, and he's cool. had monstrous playoff games. Good for like, him. Well, would you? I'm thinking about it right now, and I thought no. I was going to come on here being neutral, and you were going to sway me or convince me with the power of your rhetoric to go with Fields, but you're Dude, not even he, taking he, up listen, your guy's argument. Fields is Superman. Fields is amazing. Fields against the Eagles had the highest passer rating uh, of any quarterback. Well, Josh in the Allen has not looked great, Danny. So this would be a great time for you to make your Fields argument, and you won't even do it. I won't do it. He Fields is amazing. But what would you say? I would probably say Allen, but it's very close. But it's not going to take much. If Fields goes off against Buffalo and Allen is just okay, 
you're going to regret not saying Fields when we talk again after Christmas. Would you take Kenny Pickett over Josh Allen? No. Would you take Kenny Pickett over Pat Mahomes? No. Okay. Your tweets suggest otherwise. Well, I haven't been drinking like you tonight. Let me get a bottle of wine over here and then we'll talk. I can neither confirm nor deny. Whatever what do you mean? Saying. We see you on video. There's video shots of this and you've been drinking wine the entire time. Oh, I guess there have been. <laughs> Are we on film? We're in 4K. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. When do Ravens fans worry about no Lamar? Falcons, Ravens. Uh, I think this is the last week where it's like, okay, three weeks. That's pretty much what Schefter tweeted. I can live with that. It's the Falcons. We're at home. We should pound them. No problem. But if he's not back with some runway before the playoffs, like a game, and then eh, we'll see what we need to do in week 18. If he's not back in week 17, then I would seriously start to think, here we go again with him two years in a row. He's not available for us late in the year. So this is the last game, the very last game before that sets in. Yeah, it's exactly how I felt about it. Um, Especially because the last two games, they're fun ones. Two division games, Steelers at home in Cincy, absolutely could matter um, for, for seeding. Depending on how Cincy does, you could play spoiler for them for you know, in theory, even the one seed, uh, the, the last week of the season, obviously the Pittsburgh defense has not been very good, but marquee players since he could be a playoff preview yep. for them. So, uh, it's, it, it's, it's not like they end with the, the Cardinals and the Jaguars. And I know that you always end division games, but it's not like they end Cardinals Browns, you know, they, they end with, real representative NFL tests. So, you know, you're going to start him in the playoffs, even if he misses the next three games and you're going to just roll the dice with him because he's Lamar Jackson, but it will, the angst will set in if you don't see him play well in the regular season before then. Completely agree. I'm so mad at myself for not giving you the answer you wanted on Justin Fields. Chargers Colts. Your question here is, what would you rather talk about? Yep. The Chargers outlook or Nick Foles? Yes. Who the, hell, who the hell wants to talk about Nick Foles? I knew you were going to say that, but I'm just I'm just wildly intrigued by him. By, based on what? Because I, like, let's say he, like, how does he get remembered? What, like, his NFL career is one of the, is one of the wilder things. What do you mean, how does he get remembered? His nickname is Big Dick Nick, and he was Super Bowl MVP for the Eagles. Right, and he's been backing up guys like Sam Ellinger and the corpse of Matt Ryan all year, dude. But that's how he gets remembered. He gets remembered as a Super Bowl MVP for one of the craziest fan bases in American pro sports. That's because he went on a heater. That's what he gets remembered for. He will never be relevant again. Dude, Nick, I I saw him up close and personal. Nick Foles sucks. He was so how did that happen then? Again, Philly's organization is incredible. They are incredible, dude. They well, they, they fired the coach who did that, who yeah. got them. They 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 fired the coach, they traded a king's ransom for Carson Wentz, they won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. None of them are there anymore, and they're the best team in football. That's crazy. Howie Roseman, man, their lines on both sides of the ball are amazing. They don't have a weakness. They do not have a weakness. Give me somebody on a give me a quarterback on an NFL team right now who you think could pull a Nick Foles in this year's playoffs. Like a backup? No, it can be a like, you know, a guy that's you know, you're saying well, like he's Brock Purdy. Okay. Right, I mean, Brock Purdy would be the obvious would would be the obvious answer. Um, obviously, I said what I said about Dallas's offense, so I'd have to say Dak because, the, and I think it just has to be an NFC quarterback. 
I don't see a scenario where an AFC team that isn't Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincy comes out of the AFC. Although I'd love it to be the Chargers. See, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Because every one of these quarterbacks in the AFC among teams that we could put in the playoffs right now, I could see going on your quote-unquote heater. Allen, Burrow, Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, hell, given the players around him and the coach, you could even make the case for Tua, even though he's sucked the last couple of weeks. No, see, that's the thing. I, I, I don't I don't think Lamar has shown it this year. I certainly yeah, but all we're think- talking about is four games, Danny. He he showed it over four games this year. Two has shown it over four games. The, the, the first four. So what? I mean, four months ago. Um, I I'd be floored if Tua went on that run. I'd be floored if Lamar went on that run. I would not be totally floored if Herbert went on that run. But you'd have to tell me that Bosa's back. Slater's back and maybe Derwin James is back also you know what I mean I I think they need to get a lot of premium talent back for me to believe that they they could do it on the road for four but and because you know I think he's a top five quarterback in the NFL but yeah I think I think it'd have to come out of the NFC so I'll say I'll say Purdy or Dak I mean hell is Tom Brady an underdog at this point but yes. could Tom Brady pull a Nick Foles? That would be sickening, by the way. <laughs> I just said it and I wanted to throw up in my mouth. Um, but no, the Chargers outlook, dude. Our Chargers bet is live, buddy. Barely. Okay. They're winning their last three. They're gonna be an eleven win team. Their last three are Indy. Which, what was their over-under? Was it 10.5 or was it 11.5 before the season started? It was one of those two. I don't remember, though. It might have been the highest. in the. It was very high. It might have only been 10.5, though, because of the AFC West. Because of the division. Now that I think about it. Yeah. They might actually hit their over, which looked like a... Dead Yeah. Spencer, can you look that up? Um, But yeah, dude, it's at Indy, home against the Rams, in Denver. They're... Uh, they're going upset, eleven and six. Upset special. I think Big Dick Nick's going to beat him on Monday night. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You're just saying. You're just saying. No, I'm not. You don't believe that. Lions, Panthers. Yep. All right. How are the Lions going to blow this? Like, how are they going to Lions all over themselves? They're going to lose this game. Like the, the Panthers D is going to hold them to like seventeen points or something, and they're just going to lose this game. Yes. God, that would be pathetic. They're going to lose this game. This is like, to me, like there's some, there's some, I look, they deserve to go from where they were at one and six to where they are now. They deserve and they've earned all of it and they should be getting credit for that. And this Jets game was one where there was a lot of attention. There were a lot of eyes on it and they came through. Now, if, if Robert Sala knew what the hell he was doing with his timeouts at the end of the game, they could have lost. I mean, they could have lionsed it right there. You know, Zach Wilson actually getting benched tonight. He could have been a hero in New York all week if his coach had handled the end of the game situation better. So I just think we've probably inflated the Lions off of that win too much. I watched the Panthers suck against the Steelers, but they're a really physical team. And I think they'll take it to the Lions. And their their situation is the same as it was before they lost to the Steelers, which is their division blows. Three of those teams lost last week. And they're in the same exact spot. If they win the rest of their games, they're in the playoffs. They control their own destiny. Yeah, I think the uh I think it's very similar to the game last week against the Jets. Panthers defense is way better than the Lions defense. Lions offense is way better than the Panthers offense. Lions offense has been way worse on the road. So they certainly could lose uh this game. I did think that the Lions 
largely outplayed the Jets. I would agree with that. Even even though the coaching uh, time management blunder came down. And what I said on the pod last week about the Lions uh, when you slept through it was they're a weird team because, yeah, I liked them before the year. And, yes, they've hit their over. But, like, when people talk about them this offseason and they add, you know, a couple of first-round picks, they'll be like, the Lions are going to take that leap. But you could make the argument that just given some of their – their wins this year, you know, six points over Green Bay, one point over the Bears, that game last week against the Jets, they've had some wins that easily could have gone the other way. And then some of their losses, same thing. Like, it's they, they've been, like, on that knife's razor's edge of the NFL yeah. where you could easily make the argument that they've exceeded, like, exceeded what they should be or fallen short of it. They've been in a ton of coin flips games and so and they've had a lot of like ballsy we've got nothing to lose moments from Campbell work out for him like two weeks ago throwing the ball to Panay Sewell last week fourth and inches the reverse tight end screen like you know so I mean it's been they could just have a few of those things go against them next year yeah with more talent and underperform but they are damn fun I actually, there's something about the Bears where they've the Bears have seven one-score losses. I feel like the Bears get blown out this week, but then beat the Lions and put the second pick in jeopardy. So <laughs> I think I think the Lions win this week and then lose next week is how I see it going. Uh, Saints-Browns. Okay, I love this question. Where do you, how do you feel about an under 500 division winner hosting a playoff game. Uh, I love it just because of the gnashing of teeth that goes on from people when it occurs. So as long as we have this imbalanced schedule, we might as well have the team that wins that division make the playoffs. And I like it even more that they get get rewarded with the home playoff game in the first round. If we don't like this rule, then we should just change the way that we format the standings like they're starting to do in college football where they're, where they're getting rid of divisions and they're just having the top two teams go to like conference championship games because they're sick of like, you know, the Big Ten, for example, where the Big Ten West winners like a piece of shit every year. So... If you want to just make it the NFC and the AFC and not have divisions, great. Where you don't play teams twice a year. But as long as you have it this way, I think the division winner should host a playoff game. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, by the way, the the MVP odds just reposted. Mahomes is minus 310 and Burrow and Allen are tied for third at plus 900 at 9-1. to one. So I don't think it'd be enough. Uh, but I do think he would, he would jump Hurts uh, if Burrow beats Allen in a couple of weeks. But um, just to tie that knot, but um, my thing has always been reseeding in all sports for the playoffs would make the sport better. Every sport. If you, but you should have divisions because unlike college football, it's a little tougher to have like actual rivalries in pro sports. Like, of course I want the Steelers to play the Ravens a couple times a year. Of course, I want the Bears to play the Packers, the Cowboys to play the Eagles, the Chiefs to play the Broncos. Of course, you should have rivalries. You should have divisions. But the reward for winning your division should be you get into the tournament. It should not be you get a home playoff game. Like in baseball a couple years ago, when the Dodgers and the Padres had by far the two best records in baseball, but they didn't meet in the NLCS. It was ridiculous. Like that, that should have been the go to the World Series, not in the division series. When in the NBA, when you have one conference that's way better than the other, there's no reason that, like, like I, I'd be fine with the NBA because they play 82 games, it being a one through 16 tournament. And if the two best teams are in the West, then they shouldn't meet until the NBA. Final. But, but I feel like there's more. 
criticism over what we're talking about here with Tampa hosting or whoever wins the NFC South hosting it with a bad record than, say, a second-place team that has a great record that has to go on the road from the very beginning of the playoffs. I don't feel like there's an equal amount of discussion about the inequity or unfairness of those two things. That well, I don't get. Well, I think I think that, I mean, the, the NBA one probably gets the least amount of attention. I did think the NLCS thing was egregious. Like, the, the Padres and the Dodgers were clearly the best teams, and they didn't even mean the NLCS. That was ridiculous. Um, but no, in this, it so this would be right. This would be Dallas going to Tampa. The Cowboys not exactly a sympathetic organization, and we've talked about it. That that number would do huge ratings. But yeah, I don't think that Tampa deserves to host a home playoff game. But it has nothing to do with them finishing under five hundred. It just has to do with their record not being as good. Like it's, I, I wouldn't put in a caveat of, well, if you win your division and you go nine and eight, then you get the home playoff game. And if you go eight and nine or seven and 10, you don't. I just think it should be, let's play the schedule. Let's see your records. All the division winners are in, but then you seed it one through seven based on the actual win loss record. That to me is the fairest way to do it. Um, Bucks Cardinals. You love this so, these social media stories. Gronk said yes. he was bo- Gronk said he was bored. People thought it meant that he was maybe coming back. He was probably just joking. If he were to come back, where do we want Gronk? Where are we putting him? Not back in Tampa. Well, no, they're not, not going to win anything. Exactly. Okay. So you want to go through the playoff teams? Sure. Okay. Let's start. Let's start NFC. Not putting him on Philly. They don't need Got him. Her. They traded for Hawkinson in Minnesota. Kittle. Kittle and- you could have two tight ends. I know, but talking about teams that would really need him. Right. Dallas. Dak loves Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. And then Giants in Washington. Who cares? Because I already have my answer, by the way. I already have my answer. You have your answer. We have not gotten to it yet. Is your answer Green Bay? No. But if you think they're making the playoffs, that might be the most Well, I know. That's a selfish thing, but that's not actually what I think is the best fit. No in Buffalo. No in Kansas City. Baltimore? No. Because of Andrews. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. I just want want my guy, Lamar, to have multiple weapons. Chargers? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Is he living in LA? I kind of feel like Miami's. Oh, I see. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's in my, I I think he's Miami. Um, yeah. I mean, they don't really have a tight end. No, they don't. They don't have a tight end. You're right. Um, and you get that up the scene threat with him. You've got Eckler, more East West. I mean, that would be that would be awesome. You think he has something left? I don't know about that. You know what else I think? This is going to sound crazy, but I actually think he is the type of dude that would give that franchise in that town some much needed boost juice. I mean, they should be they should be marketable and they should be popular in LA on their own merits because of what Herbert is and because of the, you know, they have a great core of players, but I just feel like Gronkowski is such a big celebrity crossover celebrity that if he signed there, I I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's going to put another 50,000 people in their stadium. Well, good. I'm glad you're not saying that. But I, I, I do actually think he would, it would help the chargers break into that market a little bit more yeah no i mean i think that they could use any help that they could get um i've said this before about the chargers man they've got like one of the coolest rosters in the nfl yeah yeah but there's no personality yeah but just but there's no there's no fan base 
Yeah, well, that that's the bigger thing. But but LA's a personality driven town. Yeah, you know, if they had signed Odell Beckham Jr. and L with the Chargers or something, not that he would necessarily help them, but that would have given them a jolt. That would have given them some juice. They need something like that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's probably unsolvable with just the the fan base in the local market. But last thing, and this is also fun. So Nance Nance and Romo. <laughs> Had to go to Denver for Rams Broncos on Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, Romo will have done four minutes of prep for this game in the booth leading up to it. He'll be like, who's playing again? Um, the guy is just golfing all week. He doesn't care. Um this he would probably Chris- fly. I would not be shocked if he flies their day of game. Would you? No. Where he opens presents with his kids in Dallas and charters a plane, and then you know has breakfast with them, and then boom, he's off for Denver. I agree. I think that's absolutely in play. Blames it on the weather. They'll be like the storm passed thirty six hours ago. Tony, what are you talking about? Nance is just fuming. Yeah, <laughs> eating his burnt toast. You make six million dollars <laughs> more a year than me. I carry you. um uh do you like that christmas is no longer the nba's holiday this year that the nfl is is coming in i do i really do i do i feel like it's you know like there's not the build-up for it just because the games are so bad other than the early game but i mean I'm sitting at home on a day off. I'd rather watch an NFL game than just about anything else. So I, yeah. So like, what do you do on Christmas? So it's changed a little bit because my, my wife's family's traditions were different than mine. I mean, we were mo we were really a Christmas Eve family growing up and Christmas Eve was the big day. And then you'd open presents Christmas morning. But really after that, there wasn't anything that was really that elaborately done by our family. We might get together with some cousins and stuff, but it wasn't like anything too fancy or too, too big scale. And it's kind of, it's kind of flipped around with my wife's family. Like they'll probably want to do like a more grandiose Christmas dinner, the night of Christmas. And that just, that never was a part of our Christmas days growing up. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, we, we like always just like spread it out across Christmas, like delay the present opening. Like don't open everything in the morning. Like, Oh really? Yourself. Yeah. A like, pace yourself situation. Okay. We were like, a, we were a pace yourself situation. We were like a, you open a present, then your sister opens a present, then you open the present. Like not if everybody tears open their stuff, then have breakfast, then, you know, play a game, then, you know, play with some of the stuff that you got, like really drag the whole thing out over the course of the day. Is that still happening in the Parkins household? Well, I get two little kids, so it's really hard to pace, you know, one of them's a baby and the other one just tears into everything as soon as you can get it. So I don't think we'll be able to drag it out over the whole day. But the only thing I don't like about it is like NFL game, you definitely got to pay more attention to than an NBA game. Now, not this year because of the slate, but like if the Bears were playing on Christmas, that's like you got to, that's three, three and a half hours of your time locked into a sporting event. Yeah, that happened to me. That happened to me when the Steelers and Ravens played on Christmas a few years ago when it was for the division championship. It was a great game, but it didn't feel like a holiday. It felt like I was working. Yeah, and that's unique to us because of our jobs, but I'm not interested in that. Like, I'm not interested in that at all. Um, And when the Bears played on Thanksgiving even a couple of years ago, I I think I still didn't go in on Black Friday. I just was like... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mailing it in. I was like, it's the holiday, man. I look at it like if people aren't driving in their cars, I shouldn't be working. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, honestly, I'll give you these takes when the audience is there. So, Um, do you just look at it like the next two weeks people don't drive? They're just, uh, yeah. I'm off until January 3rd. This is the last bit of broadcasting I'll be doing for a while. How did I do? 
Okay. I mean, I can't really critique right now. I slept through the last. <laughs> yeah. so, That's true. I'm not, not going to be judgmental right now, given what happened the last time we take yeah, one of these. That's true. That's true. You really aren't in any position to criticize until the playoffs. Yes. Uh, all right. Packers money line is, uh, is our consensus show bet. Spencer Ray's our producer. We're not recording after Christmas, so we'll be back. Uh, in a week with a full recap, but I'm hopefully going to be in Florida. So, do you have someone in for me yet? We'll figure that out. We'll figure I, it out. Yeah. Awesome. We'll figure it out. You're looking All good, right, man. Thanks, dude. All right, man. Merry Happy Christmas, holidays, everybody. Man. Subscribe, rate, review, share it with a friend over the holidays. We appreciate you. First and pod. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 